Today we are continuing our series called Doors, and the title of my message today is Choosing the Right Door, Choosing the Right Door. And last week, Pastor Herbert set the foundation for discovering God's will. This whole, this whole series is about God's will, and he set the foundation All right, he talked about boundaries, okay, boundaries that we have to live in between to discover God's will for our life. And and so one of those boundaries is the sovereign will of God. This is what God's going to do no matter what. Jesus came, he died for our sins no matter what. Jesus is going to return no matter what. That's the sovereign will of God. And so that's one boundary. And then the other boundary is the moral will of God. And this is written in, in God's word, the, the Bible. There's, there's things that the Bible teaches us we don't have to pray about, okay? The, the Bible says that adultery is a sin. You don't have to pray about whether you should cheat on your husband or your wife. There, you know what I mean? There's nothing you need to seek God on, you know? Lying is a sin. You, you don't have to pray about, oh, should I tell the truth or have integrity? There, there is a moral will of God. And so these are the two boundaries that, that we need to be in between and seeking out God's will for our life. And then comes God's personal will for our life. And that's what we're going to be talking today, choosing the right door. What is God's personal will for our life. These are things like, who should I marry? Should I take this job or that job? Where should I go to college? Where should I invest my money? Who, you know, choosing our friends. These are things that we want to pray and seek God on when it comes to our, our personal lives because he has a personal will for us. He, he, he has doors that he wants us to choose. And, and so how do we choose the right door? How do we find out God's personal will for our lives? I tell you, it'd be great if God had like a 1-800 number. You know what I mean? Like 1-800, God hook me up or something like that. You know what I mean? It'd be great if you had a 1-800 or, or even a texting service. Wouldn't that be awesome if we like text God? You know, okay, God, should I buy this car? or should, You know what I mean? And, and I even wonder, like, would God do the little abbreviated text? You know what I mean? Like, I, I bet God would probably text a few LOLs back, laugh out loud. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure God may even text a few, uh, maybe you've seen the SMH. Some of you are like, I've seen it, but I have no idea what it is. Shaking my head, shake, shaking my head. And, and so some of y'all would get the, maybe, maybe some of us would get the shaking my head. Some of you are just, you're thankful that you just know that now. You have that knowledge. You're like, I've seen that everywhere. Now you know what it is. So you're like, I don't want to ask. Now you know, shaking my head. And Again, here's the deal. Unfortunately, there's no 1-800 number. That there's, there, there's no texting service. And matter of fact, I can't even tell you God's personal will for your life. I can't tell you which doors to choose. But what I can do is teach you from God's word and give you some keys on how to discover and discern God's will. And so that's what we're gonna do today. I wanna share with you three keys to help you choose the right door. Three keys to help you discover God's personal will for your life. And the first key is this. We must eliminate distractions. We must eliminate distractions. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 2, the Bible says this. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. Hinders. We throw off everything that hinders. We're going to focus on that word hinders. And the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. God has a race marked out for us. He has a personal will for our lives. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, 
the author and perfecter of our faith. Again, God has a personal will for our lives. He has doors that he wants us to choose. God's word, it referred to the race that he has marked out before us. And distractions can hinder us from choosing the right door. Distractions can hinder us from choosing the right door. Uh, well, one distraction we could face is, is busyness. Busyness can be a distraction. We can get so caught up in the busyness and the noise of life that we have a hard time discerning or hearing God's voice, his direction, the door that he's telling us to choose. It's kind of like this. I remember last year watching uh, the, the playoffs on TV. I wish I could have been there when the, when the Thunder were in the playoffs. And, you know, we got the nickname Loud City. And they were, I remember on the TV, they were showing like the, the little meter of how loud it was. And I think we were like, you know, setting records as everybody was, was, was cheering for the Thunder. And I, I didn't get to experience that, but, but I hope I do this year when the Thunder take it all, win the finals, bring a championship to Oklahoma City. I'm praying for the, but, but, but again, I didn't get to go to those games. But when I was in Indianapolis, my dad had season tickets to the Indianapolis Colts. And I was fortunate enough to go to the AFC Championship game. This was in 2006 when the Colts won the Super Bowl. And so I was at the, the AFC Championship game, 2006, one of the greatest games I've ever been to. And I, and I remember being at the game and just how loud the, the, the arena was. And I remember, you know, it was actually it was a rough game. It was actually very quiet in, in, in the dome for the, the first half because we were losing like 23 to 7. or That was bad. We were losing. And we're like, here we go again, going to lose to the Patriots again. You know, it was the Indianapolis Colts story right there. And, uh, but, you know, made a, a, an awesome comeback in the second half. I remember when they scored that touchdown to go ahead with like a minute left. We're screaming, going crazy. But there was still a minute left. So then it kind of quieted down. Because Tom Brady was coming up behind center. We're like, you left too much time on the clock. What were you thinking? You know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're going through some of that. And, and, and I'll never forget when, when, he, when Tom Brady is rolling out and he throws the ball and it's intercepted by the Colts player. And he like slides into the ground. And I mean, the place erupts. I mean, just the loudest thing. I mean, it was emotional for me. I'm not, I'm not even going to play. Like, like, seriously, I started getting teary-eyed. We beat him finally. You know, and I mean, it was just loud and it was deafening. And in that moment, everybody's screaming. I remember my dad was maybe two feet away from me and he's trying to tell me something and I can't make out a word of what he's saying. I mean, his lips are moving, but I can't understand. I'm like, what? We, we, and so he literally had to get in my ear and he's like, I'm going to buy your brother a hat. I'm like, wow, really? That's all? That's. <laughs> All right, I, you know, I thought he was going to be like, this is the greatest thing of my life. I don't know what he was going to say, but so he went off to buy, and it amazed me how I could be that close to him, and I couldn't hear him and make out his voice. And the deal was, there were, the problem was, there were 70,000 other voices that were competing with, with his one voice, that, that it was, it made it almost deafening to hear him. And that's what happens with busyness. We can get so busy, so much going on here and there and the hustle and bustle and we're just go, go, go. There's just all these voices competing and we don't have time to hear God's voice. We can't even pick out his voice because there's so much. You got family, you got work, you got hobbies, you got TV, you got the computer, you got your phone. I mean, they're just go, 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 all these things happening. And hear me, I'm not saying these things are wrong. You need to take care of your family. You need to work. But sometimes we can just get caught up in the, the commotion, the, the, the busyness, the rat race of life, and, and we just never pause. There's no time 
to hear God's voice. Everything is, being, is, is pulling our attention so many different ways. And this can hinder us for, 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 from choosing the, the door, the right door that God has for us. And, and what we have to do is we have to take time out and we have to live out Psalm 4610. We have to live out Psalm 4610, which simply says, be still and know that I am God. Those two words, be still. Powerful words there. And, and that can be difficult with busy schedules and everything that's going on. And I, I, I just want to challenge you to, to be still. You want to find out God's personal will. You want to choose the right door. You're going to have to take a moment and pause and be still. Be still. Turn off the TV. Close the laptop and be still. Pause and be still. Be intentional about creating and carving out some time to be still and to hear from the Lord. Don't get caught up in the busyness that you don't stop to, to pray and, and to seek God in, in, in his personal will for your life. So sometimes it's, it's busyness. At other times, it can be the voice of others that hinders us. It can be the voice of, of, of others that hinders us. How many of you know somebody, they got an opinion about everything? You know, so don't point, don't. Some of you, you just look at somebody, you know, you didn't even raise your hand. You, you know, you're nudging your neighbor there. And they, they, I mean, they got, an opinion about, they got an opinion about the condiments you put on your hamburger. Don't put mayonnaise on your hand. You put ketchup on, come here, look, give me your hamburger. You know, like they will take something from you and show you how to do it. You know, they have an opinion about everything. You know what I mean? And, and some good intention, some bad intention. You know, fellas, you got, oh man, no, you, you don't want to date her, man. She's bad news. He dating her the next week. Yo, man, I thought she was bad news. Oh, well, she kind of changed <laughs> in a week. You know what I mean? And, well, you got granny. You know, she's just waiting for you to get married. Young lady, I think you found the one. He's good for you. And he's treating you. You got so many problems, relationships so jacked up. And she, she just doesn't know all of that. You know what I mean? But she's like, oh, you got to keep him. And no, you really need to break up with him. And, and, and there are voices there that, that can come up. I remember when... Uh, Jamie and I were in Columbus, Ohio, and we were looking to purchase a house. And, you know, first time ever going to doing this and just not really sure. And, and I remember the, our realtor had us at a place. She's like, look, this, these houses are great. They're going to appreciate in value. In the next couple years, they're going to be like twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 more than what you pay. She's like, I would buy one. If I had extra money, I would buy one right now so that, so that I could... Um, you know, invest in it and, and, and sell it. And it was, so, you know, we're kind of getting all excited. And, and she, was actually, she was actually a friend of ours, you know, and she's giving us all this. And I remember the lady that was there with us, she's like, look, you got to make a decision today because next, you know, in two days, the price is going to jack up. And, and, and so we, I remember we were just kind of like, oh, what do we do? We only got like a day. And so we just, we just did it. Went ahead, we thought it would be sound. We didn't really pray about it too long. Just, uh, again, it just, and, and what happened was getting caught up in that and listening to her and everything that was good. It, it hindered us. And what ended up happening is three years later when we're looking to sell the house, it was actually twenty to $25,000 less, valued less than what we, per you know, and I'm wanting to find her. I'm gonna go knock on her door. Like, you wanna buy this house now? You can buy it. You know, and, and here's the deal. I can't be upset. She, she, she's human. You know what I mean? Like, we should have sought out God. We should have eliminated the distraction and the pressure uh, of voices of others. Because I really do think she was well-intentioned. But, you know, we should have done more research. We should have prayed about it more. We should have used wit. And we didn't. And so, you know what? We had to pay. We, we, we chose a wrong door. And so we had to kind of go through a difficult financial situation because of that. 
Man, sometimes others can distract us. And again, some are well-intentioned, some aren't. Here's the deal. No matter, we got to seek God. We, we got to seek God. We, we, we got to push aside the voices for a second and just get a hold of God. God, what, what do you want? Get with him. You know, for some of us, it's the distraction of sin. Back to that verse in Hebrews 12, 1, it talks about throw off the sin that entangles us. Man, sin will mess us up. Sin will take us in the opposite direction of God's will. Sin will take us through the wrong door. Sin will pull us far away from the right door. And it's going to be a distraction. It's going to entangle. It's going to consume. And if your life is in bondage because of sin, you're going to have a hard time hearing God's voice. You're going to have a hard time discerning God's will because you're consumed by the sin versus being consumed by God. And if you have an area in your life that you're struggling and you're, you're losing the battle and that needs to be your focal point, that right there, that's God's will for you is to attack that sin, is, is to remove it and to get victory over it so that you can move on now and get your eyes fixed on Jesus. But it'll distract you. It'll take you down the wrong door. It'll take you to the wrong door. And sin, again, it's like those voices. It can consume us so that we can't even hear God's voice. We are so entangled that it's like 70,000 other voices around us. We can't even make out the voice of God. But if you'll remove it, the road will get clear. God will reveal that, that right door to you. All right? And so again, there's a lot of distractions that can keep us from choosing the right door. And so I do want to give you two simple things. It's not in your notes, but you can write it on there if you want. Two simple things to help remove distractions when you're, when you're seeking out, trying to discover God's personal will. The first is fasting. Fasting, the most common method of fasting is is, is is replacing a meal with prayer and Bible reading. You know, so you, you don't eat lunch. Instead, you go into a room and you pray and you read your Bible and you seek God. It's about denying ourselves something so that we can spend more time with God. Or maybe it's not food. Maybe it's media. Maybe you give up TV or the computer or, or something. You, you give up something else and the time you would normally spend doing that, you spend it with God. And what that does is it allows, it sharpens our focus. When we fast, it's a way of making our flesh weak and our spirit strong so that we can, we can truly hone in and hear what God has for us and we're not allowing these other things to distract us. So I'd encourage you to fast. You're seeking out God. You're seeking his personal will. Make fasting a part of your, of your practice. Something that goes along with that, excuse me, have a personal retreat. What I mean by that, get away. And I'm not talking about like, hey, honey, I need to go to Hawaii for a week because Pastor Chris told me to get away and so I'm sure we can pay for it and afford it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying go for a drive. You know, go for a walk, 30-minute walk, an hour walk. I don't know. Uh, go, go in your office and, and lock the door or go, or go in your room. Like find a place where you can get away from all distractions, all things where, where you can just really hone in and focus on God with prayer, Bible reading, and put on some worship music, worship God, where you can just really have a focused time with God. And you got to remove all distractions. That means either leave the cell phone in the other room, turn off the cell phone. Some of you are like, huh? Because you're texting right now, Facebooking somebody in church. I know, I see you. Some of you are good at it. You like listening to me and you're doing it down here. That's how my students do it on Wednesday. They're like, I'm listening, Pastor Chris. And they're just texting down. Got to remove the distractions. Take a, a personal retreat to get alone with God. When I felt my call into full-time ministry, I had to do this. Because one, I didn't want to be in full-time ministry. <laughs> I did not. When I first felt God telling me that, I was like, I knew that pizza tasted funny. I, there was just something. I knew something was going on there. And 
But I just felt God just more. And, and, and here's what was tough was I had people that were like, this is your calling. This is what God has for you. You are called to ministry. And so I got people telling me I am. But then I, I got relatives that are like, you don't, want, you don't want to be a pastor. You're going to be poor. You're not going to make any money. Like, like what are you thinking? You know? And so, I, again, I got voices coming on. I got my own desires. Where I'm like, look, I don't want to do that. And, and, and really what it came down for me is like, look, I just need to hear from God. And so you know what I had to do? I had to fast. Had to get along with God. And I remember actually the night, man, it was late at night. My dad was asleep. The TV was off. I was just in my room. I just had some worship music. And it was just like me and God. He was my only focus. And I just remember so crystal clearly, this is the door I have for you. This is the right door. I was hoping it was some bad pizza. I was wrong. I was wrong. But, but I'm thankful today. Again, I, I didn't quite get it there. But I, again, to truly hear that. I had to remove any distractions because I, 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 that's, it's a major life decision. I mean, at that point, I had to drop out of college so that I could start working to save up to go to Bible college. I, I didn't drop out for college for good. I don't recommend that. Um, but I had to make some major changes really quickly. So this was a really, really big decision. And so I had to get away and, and eliminate distractions, really get with God to, to hear from him, to make sure I was choosing the right door and not being influenced by anybody else. And don't get me wrong, some people can speak into your life, but you always want to hear from God. You know what I mean? You, you, you always want to hear from God. So eliminate distractions so nothing is competing with the voice of God. This is, this is a key to choosing the right door that God has for you. The second key is this, is that we must completely devote our lives to God. We must completely devote our lives to God. It can be easy for God to be a part of my life, but not my life. See, God just doesn't want to be a part of our life on Wednesday and Sunday. God wants to be a part of our life every day, 24-7, 365 days out of the year. And here's what happened is when God is not a part of our everyday life, he's not our focus. He's not our top priority. And you know what happened at that time is, is at times we don't even ask God. God's not even a part of the equation as we're trying to figure out his personal will for our life, our future, what we're supposed to do. James 4, 2b, it says, you do not have because you do not ask God. And when we're not completely devoted to God, we can stumble into this. We just start asking all of our friends or we start trusting our own, you know, thoughts. And, and a lot of times what happens, we got, we got to bust out the 911 prayer. You know what I mean? We got to, oh my goodness, it's too late. I haven't got the answers. And, and, and then we're going to God. But again, you, you don't want to fall into that. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, I, I, can, I struggle with this at times. Going to God first. I, I struggle with it. And technology doesn't help because the cell phone, you have access to anybody at any time. And so I'm one of those, I got a decision to make, I need to choose something, I got an issue or a problem, I mean, it's just very easy, I'm, okay, I'm going to pull out my phone in my favorites, I got like mom, I got dad, I got Jamie, I got pastor, I mean, I got, I got, I got all these different people in there, I can bust, you know, I, I don't even got to dial their number, I just touch their name and it just automatically calls them, where instead the first thing I should be doing is talking to God. Is to pray about it. Sometimes I wish it was like back in the day. Remember, there's no cell phones. If somebody needed to get a hold of you, one, you had to have a quarter, and then two, you had to find a payphone. <laughs> All right? And sometimes you could do neither. And so they're just gonna have to wait till you get home, or you're gonna have to wait till you get home. And, you know, it must be nice to have that, that 10, 15 minutes just to pray. Okay? Can't call nobody, can't get a hold of nobody, so Jesus. Uh, but again, that, that should be the first, he should be the first person that we look to. And so again, I, I have to work on this. I have to stop myself at times. I'm, re I'm ready to call, and I'm like, okay, I need to stop. 
I need to pray about this. And, and you know what's funny? Some of the people we run to before God, they don't even want to hear from us. They don't even want to hear about our problems. And you know what I'm talking about. Because you know when that name pops up on your phone, you're like, oh, I ain't got time for this. I'm... You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I can leave a voicemail. I'll hear about it. You, you know it's gonna, you're going to hear drama. They're going to be asking you for advice. And you're like, I already gave them advice. They didn't listen to it. I don't got time for this. And, or you get that email. You're like, hey, if I don't open the email, I ain't got to respond to it, right? You know, I, I just I didn't open the email yet. And here's the deal. God wants to be involved in every area of our life. He's not going to hit the ignore button. He's not going to ignore the email. You know what I mean? I mean, he is the one. He's not going to let it go to voicemail. He is the one. If, if we are genuinely calling to him for help and for direction, he, he's going to speak. He's going he's to guide us. James chapter 1, uh, verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. If you lack wisdom, seeking out, trying to discover his will, Ask God. Ask him first. When we are devoted to God, we are always asking him. But when we're not, when we're not devoted to him, we're not always asking him. And what can happen is it can lead to choosing the wrong door. And choosing the wrong door can lead to pain. It can lead to hurt. It can lead to disappointment. Not asking God about a relationship and just diving into it and and having to deal with that mess. Not praying about a major financial decision. and Just going for it and choosing the wrong door and causing some hardship. Even parenting. Just, just off the cuff. Just, you know, instead of really seeking and, and praying about how to, how to handle that and, and what to do. And you risk choosing the wrong door. What can lead to, to, to hurt and, and, and pain. And what happens is, is we're missing God's voice. We're not completely devoted to him. And so we're missing his voice, and that's dangerous. John chapter 10, verse 4 through 5, it says, After he gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. And the stranger there, he's, he's the, that's the thief. That's, that's Satan. That's the devil. John 10, 10 talks about he's a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And some of us were hurting because we've been listening to the stranger's voice. We've been given into his lies and his deception. We're not completely devoted to God. And so he dangles stuff out in front of us and, and we listen to his voice. And it takes us to the wrong door, down a wrong path. And it leads to issues and it leads to struggles. We have to learn to hear God's voice. And again, we do that by being completely devoted to him. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all. Completely devoted to God. All of your heart. Christianity does not work at 99%. God wants 100% fully devoted to him, fully sold out to him. God wants a relationship with you, not to be your religion. He wants a relationship. He wants to be talking to you every day. He, he wants you to pray. He wants you to read your Bible. He wants you to, to, to worship him. And here's the deal. The, the closer you are to God, the better chance you have of hearing his voice. You know, I know my wife's voice. I know my son's voice because 
I'm close to them. I can recognize their voice. They recognize my voice because we are close. People I'm not close with, I don't, I don't recognize their voice. I don't. You know, you, you ever get one of those phone calls and you just get the number and you don't get a name and they just start talking to you and you're like, I have no idea who this is. And you're kind of like waiting. You know what I mean? You're like, uh, you know what I mean? Like you don't even know them. Their number's not even in your phone, you know? And so, you know, and, and, and hopefully you can find a way to get it. And if not, you're like, I'm really sorry. Who, who is this? <laughs> you know, and obviously they thought they were closer to you than you were close to them. And, and, and you know, it's the same. We got, if we're going to hear God's voice, we've got to be close to him. We've got to be completely devoted. And here's the deal. God is speaking. He wants to speak to you. He wants to show you the right doors he has for your life. He wants to help you choose the right doors to, to reveal his, his personal will for your life. And, and so this is so huge. And so again, we, we, we got to be completely devoted to him. Okay, that's going to help us discover and discern his personal will for our lives. Third key, third and final key to choosing the right door is trust that God knows what is best. Trust that God knows what is best. You know, discovering God's will, there's an element of faith here. That there is this element of, of stepping out in faith and, and, and you're, you're close to God and you're hearing from him. But at the same time, that we may not have all of the answers. And so we just kind of, we, we have to, there is an element of, of stepping out in faith. And, and the challenge with that is a lot of times is, is we try to rely too much on logic versus trusting God. I, I struggle with this as well. I'm a processor. It needs to make sense to me. You know what I mean? I, I like thinking about it. I, I, I like processing it. I, I want to figure it out. I like r- writing my list of pros and cons and, and weighing out the pros and cons. And, and here's the deal. Pros and cons, those lists, they can hinder us. The, the, those things can, can limit what God wants to do in our lives. Because what we got to remember is God's thoughts, they're higher than ours. They're bigger than ours. They are better than ours, all right? Just because a job pays more money doesn't mean that job is God's will for you. It may be. It may be. But you got to seek God out. You you, you, got to pray. Because here's the deal. I know people that are making a lot of money that don't feel like they're in God's will. And they're unfulfilled. and, And they're unhappy. All right. Fellas. Just because she's fine doesn't mean she's God's will. She may be. Looks matter, but they aren't everything. And so you, 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 you got to pray. You got to seek out God. And again, if, if God reveals that to you, then, then, then trust him. But again, we can't always go with the logic. Ladies, just because he has money doesn't mean. I mean, I know you're looking for that stability, you know, and then that's good. You should look for that. Money does matter, but again, it's not everything. There may be somebody else, and maybe they got a little bit of less money, but they're God's will for you, and they're still going to provide for your needs. And so again, we, we, and that's the tension. We, we, we struggle with the things that, that are logical. And again, I've, I've struggled with this as well. I've, I've had times, I've been frustrated with God. Like, no, God, that's supposed to be your will. Like, that makes sense. Like, God, are you sure? Isn't that a funny question? Are you sure, God? You sure that's the wrong door? Because it looks like the wrong door, right door. It smells like the right door. I mean, I want to walk through that door. And God's like, no, that's the wrong door. 
There's times like, man, God, what? And, and you know what ends up happening? A week later or maybe a month or whoever, I have one of those moments where I'm like, my bad. <laughs> I, I didn't realize, you know, I, my bad. <laughs> you know? And, and that's the tension. And trusting God knows it's bad. The, the, the tension is, is, our, is our own logic. And here's the deal. God is often not logical. God is often not logical, and our minds will limit God's ability. It will keep us from miracles. Again, we serve a God of signs and wonders. And you know why we call them wonders? Because when God makes it happen, we sit there and we think, I wonder how he did that. Well, we serve a God of the miraculous. We serve a God of, of signs and wonders, and it may absolutely make no sense. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. There's the tension. That's hard. Lean not on your owners. Lean not on what seems logical. Lean not on what you think is the best fit for you, what you think is the best. Lean not, just trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. When Jamie and I, again, we've been at People's Church for three years now, and it's been a, a great three years. Uh, but before that transition, we, we were looking. We knew that our time in Columbus was coming to an end, and so we were praying and seeking God as to what's, we wanted to go through the right door. And we're praying and we're seeking God, and, and, and really, it almost, I, I describe it this way, it almost felt like we were like a plane in the air, just in a holding pattern waiting for an airport to be like, all right, come down and land. And so we're you know, here, and we interviewed with different churches. And uh, one church that we interviewed was, was in Illinois. And uh, this is a church I had preached at before. Um, actually, my former youth pastor ministered there, and so the kids knew us. We had been there, and they were now, he was transitioning out, so they were looking for a new youth pastor. And uh, when we went down there, I mean, it, it seemed like a very logical place to be. I mean, the, the kids loved us. They knew us. Matter of fact, I mean, you, you had kids that were like, oh, I want you to be our youth pastor. They're like asking, are you going to be our youth? You know, you're tugging your heartstrings. Yes, I want to be your youth pastor. You know, and they're, and they're begging, and they're crying, and we're at this convention, and, you know, it's about a 150 kids and they're already loving us and accepting us and so you know it was, it was feeling now like this wow this could really be you know where God wants us to land this could be the right door and so then you know we interview with the senior pastor and and you know what I mean I, I remember one conversation where he was like you know what man you know maybe you're in the, the office one day and you're just having a hard time with your sermon you know what man just leave early go play golf you know go hit some ball I was like really I was like sweet you know what I mean? I'm like, well, I want to get a little improvement on my, my golf game. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you're going to get a new MacBook when you come in here. And I'm like, I'm like, this is awesome, you know? And so I'm excited. We, you know, Jamie and I, I'm like, babe, I really think this is the right door. I think this is where we need to go. And uh, Jamie was like, babe, I, I just, I don't, I don't think this is the right door. Like, you better pray some more. Have you been praying? <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't think it's the right She's like, babe, I just really don't. I, don't. I don't feel like this is the right, I feel like it's the wrong door. And so I, and if I'm honest with you, I really, I was, I was just getting caught up in my flesh. I was thinking about my golf game, you know what I mean? Or, I mean, I was, I was thinking about those things. And as we really started to pray about it and, and seek out God, you know what, it, it became clear that that was the wrong door. It seemed logical, though. It was three hours from our family. I mean, great youth ministry. I mean, it, it seemed logical. It made sense. And, and at that point, we're like, Man, where are we going to go? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was almost like kind of frustrating. We just had to say, you know what, God, we'll trust you. We'll trust you. You know what's best. 
And literally a month later, we got a call from Pastor Herbert from pe- about People's Church. And we went through the process there. Lord, is this the right door? And, and, and we just knew. We knew, man, that, that is the right door. And so, so thankful that, one, thankful for a godly wife <laughs> that, that was praying. And, um, and again, choosing God's, you know, figuring out the right door and discovering God's will, it can be challenging. And so I want to give you these keys. I want you to, to trust God and, and trust that he, he knows what's best. I want you to be able to, to again, eliminate the distractions. Again, I, I can't tell you what's God's will for you, but if, you, if you'll take these, these points and these keys and you'll apply them to your life and you'll eliminate the distractions and you'll completely devote to God and, and when you hear from him, if you'll trust him, it's going to help you to discover his personal will for your life. He's going to make your path straight. You've got, you got to acknowledge him and trust him. And he will reveal it to you. This will, th- these keys are to help you get on track to choosing the right door, God's personal will for your life.